I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, yeah, I don't have the roadcaster. Yeah. Welcome in to a brand new episode of BLT Bets. I provide the beats. Love that beat. Why isn't the roadcaster set up at your house? What's going on over there? Because there's a handful of reasons. Um, I'm doing this in my living room upstairs. I I have a space for an office downstairs in my new place, but we're redoing the carpet in the basement. So everything that would usually be in the main area of the basement is jammed into my office. So I can't get to the roadcaster. So we just do it. uh, We're we're freestyling on BLT. That's okay. uh, Liam, your thoughts on Tyler's second beat intro. I thought the first one was better, but yeah, me too. always room for improvement on everything. I like the effort, though. Amen. Yep. Amen. Bring in the noise. Um, all right, BLT bets. This is episode what? Fifteen. Yes. Bag milk. You do a podcast with me pretty much every day of the week. I know what episode number we are on on any given podcast. Three percent of the time. Four percent of the time. Yeah. There's. I was going to say. At first, well, at first I thought you were going to say that you always know, and I was going to call you a liar. Like. I was actually just thinking about asking you what time we're supposed to record real life tomorrow because we're doing an on-location one, but I'll just ask you after. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that later. We're teaming up with our friends at Montana's. We're not a sponsor of this podcast in particular, but all the other podcasts on the Nation Network, and uh, we still love them very much. I'm excited to crush some ribs at Montana's with you, uh, with both of you fine gentlemen tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Mm-hmm. But if I was to bet on it, I would bet that we're going to have some delicious oh. ribs tomorrow. Huh? Oh, we should do Ooh. maybe on like one of our Instagram stories, like an over under for uh, how many ribs you can eat bag milk. Uh, I absolutely think we should do that. Yeah. Without question. Also, I, I feel like I feel like I could set a lofty total hmm? for our friends of Montana's, but um, I might be going in there. You know, I'm enjoying a soup right now as we're recording. Yeah, I was so gonna maybe ask. it's just my stomach is bigger than, you know, than the logic in terms of how many ribs I could actually eat. Take me through uh, the kind of soup we're enjoying here. I want to know more. There's, it's nothing fancy, Tyler. It's just yeah. a, it's just your standard canned vegetable soup. You know, I uh, have not done groceries yet this week, so we're just, we're just taking care of what we got left in the old pantry mm. slash freezer. You know, mm. fair enough. So, and you're just eating that out of like a little plastic container too. Do you just microwave it? Is that how you cook it up? Yeah, I just microwaved this. I wa- I wanted to, ideally, I was hoping to eat before we started recording the podcast, but then I got mm-hmm. distracted by uh, Googling pictures of Connor McDavid's goal celebration so I could post them on the Oilers Nation Twitter. And so I was having some fun with that and I kind of got distracted. What was the best celebration this season? There's Has a couple for seven, me. Right? 
there's a couple for me that really stick out. The one that comes to mind initially, the first one is after that goal against the Rangers early mm-hmm. in the year where he just looked out of his mind. And then the two kind of sliding knee sellies, like you said, game seven against the Kings. Amazing. And then the OT winner against Calgary. Love it. I think the Rangers one, like obviously the playoff ones have like a special impact, but that Rangers one when for a moment, Connor McDavid was just as amazed at himself as hockey fans are on a seemingly daily basis. That, that was something I could still think of the call. Cause Jack Michael's voice just went to a different octave and it cracked incredibly. It was a hell of a goal. I miss him. I miss Connor doing Connor things. You, uh, you mentioned you've been distracted bag milk with a uh, Googling picture of Connor McDavid. I've been distracted with this nice little morning baseball game. We're getting between the Jays and Rays. How about that? So I was doing, some ads on social media for our friends at points Bet Canada proud mm-hmm. sponsor BLT bets. And then as I'm coming to Jay's nation, I'm like, I wonder what time the Jays play today. <laughs> and I look and I was, I feel like, feel like you needed to give me a heads up when I was texting you about the Jays this morning, Tyler, that I had a I just, morning game to watch. Well, you texted me that right after I'd put my baseball bets for the morning into our BLT bets, Twitter community. Um, mm-hmm. And so I assumed you had saw my post and then were like, oh, I want to talk to Tyler about the Jays and their deadline. So my bad on not reminding you. So you did not get in on Matt Chapman over half a base today. I did not. What were the odds on it? Because I love Matt Chapman. Minus 152. And I was just kind of thinking he's been hot, like like ridiculously hot for kind of the last three weeks here. And then he didn't get a hit yesterday. So I was like, oh, he's probably due. Like he went over yesterday. You know, why not? Um, but it is now as we are recording this, the bottom of the sixth inning, the Jays are trailing the Rays 3-2. And I have not gotten my hit from Matt Chapman, but he's leading off the next inning. So we're getting a little live in podcast sweat here, which is nice. I like Matt Chapman so much that I'm even considering being a Chapman boy when we go to Toronto in two weeks. The Jays have a lot of really likable players. Like, yeah, I think so. It it would be very easy to rack up like six Jays jerseys of players you like, because there's a lot. It was like last night. I was good. You know, real fans have Tapia jerseys. That's what I've decided yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, eh, I don't know. He's fun, man. Like I I would consider Uh, that though. Like if you buy a Tapia jersey, that would be akin to what? If you're an Oilers fan, that's buying a, I don't know. A, De- a Derek Ryan jersey? Yeah. Somebody's got to buy one, you know, <laughs> and it may as well be me. So, you know how like players get like a little bit of a cut, right? Of your jersey sales. I, I know it's like a minuscule percent or whatever, but you get a little bit of a cut of like whatever you make, you know? Um, Every player? I, I did not know that. I didn't I know that. so. Unless it huh. just goes into like an MLBPA fund, but I always I was always under the impression that players get like a you know one percent or two percent cut of their jersey sales. Well, maybe That's we operate. should start buying jerseys for the lowering guys to. I help agree. Them out. I was just gonna say, like, I, like that commissions check. For some of these guys, I feel like it needs to be higher. Like Tapia, if that's the case, you're getting one percent of jersey sales, and I need to support my boy here. Okay, this is interesting. I lied. Uh, so I Googled it and the answer came from r slash baseball. So, you know, you can trust it. It's Reddit. Mm-hmm. All sales from MLB licensed merchandise gets split between MLB and the MLB players union. The players union then pays out all players equally. That oh, that's lucky. <clears throat> Mike Trout paying a lot for some players that are not selling any jerseys. Um, and then players do not get compensated in the NHL either based on individual Jersey sales. Ah, so I lied. Lucky. I was incorrect. 
my bad. Connor, guys. unlucky. That reminds me of when we were in Los Angeles, Tyler, and uh, we were walking around the Crypto.com Arena, and I heard a Kings fan go, "I'm pretty sure Oilers fans only buy McDavid jerseys." Yeah, true. No, no extra money for you, Connor. We learned something today. Well, where I was going to go with the idea of like if players did get paid individually is like. Does Rymel Tapia, if he gets like one percent of his jersey sales, does he get a check at the end of the year for like eight twenty five? Because like eight people bought his jerseys and like four of them were him buying Christmas presents. I don't know. And he sends a personal thank you note to all eight people, four of which are me, <laughs> to my dearest fans. That'd be yeah. good. Th- thank you for buying all four flavors of my jersey. Um. Anyways, busy baseball. I, this is going to be probably heavy baseball early on because I have a lot of baseball stuff I want to get to. And also yesterday was the trade deadline and we got a huge splash in terms of the Juan Soto deal to the uh, San Diego Padres. This comes two weeks after Juan Soto turned down a contract worth $440 million from the Washington Nationals. And I suppose <laughs> if a player tells you he isn't willing to play there for $440 million, you kind of just have to accept the fact that he's probably not going to sign there at any point and you let him go and you need to make that deal. Um, but for maybe the hockey fans watching this deal, this would be like if, you know, different market sizes, obviously, but this would be like if the Toronto Maple Leafs traded Austin Matthews like last summer, like when he's two years away from free agency. That that's well, the equivalent here. Like Soto's a generational player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I would like to know what Soto's beef was because if you think about it, <clears throat> on a per per year basis, that's thirty million bucks a year, which is by the way crazy money. Mm-hmm. So let's get that out of the way. But I wonder if he looked at it as the annual value and thought, I can get more than thirty million dollars a year out here. I'm crushing dingers. Yeah, and and the interesting part is because he's got like some arbitration years still. Like that would mess with the AAVs a little like there's a bit of a calculation there but I really do think Juan Soto believes if he takes a three or four year deal now and he'll still be making decent money for a couple of those years when he's 27 28 that's when you take the 10 million dollar deal and at that point he's probably getting 450 million dollars on a 10 million on a 10 year deal like he's that good Um, but the Padres go and get him now and they're just absolutely loaded. Like between him, Fernando Tatis Jr. Once he's healthy, one of the best shortstops in the game. He's also very young. Manny Machado's having a bad year, but he's still Manny Machado. Uh, they also got Josh Bell in this deal. They picked up Josh Hader, who's one of the best closers in the majors. I think he leads the league in saves right now. So I look at all of that. And then I look at the fact that there are still one, two, three, four, five teams ahead of the Padres in terms of the World Series odds this year over at Points Bet Canada. And I don't get it. I understand that because of the new playoff format, they're gonna have to play in a best of three series to start the to start the playoffs. Because there's really explain no to me. So the way the MLB playoffs are working this year is the best two teams in the American League and the best two teams in the National League are gonna get a bye. So if the season ended today, that would be the Yankees and Astros in the AL and in the NL, that would be the Dodgers and the Mets. And then there are going to be three wildcard teams plus the lowest seeded extra division winner. So Milwaukee is leading their division, but they're not better than the Mets and Dodgers. They're the three seed. Okay. Uh, the twins are leading their division, but they're not better than the Yankees or Astros. They're the three seed. And then there's also going to be these three wildcard teams. So the, third seed will play the sixth seed. The fourth seed will play the five seed in round one of the playoffs in a best of three series that is all going to be played in the home team's ballpark. So if the Jays finish, if the playoffs started today, the Jays would play the Mariners in a best of three series with every game being in Toronto, if that makes any sense. This is very confusing for me. Liam, thoughts? 
hey, just go one to eight and then play that way. Does that not just seem easier? Yeah, but when you play, a, when you play 162 games, like you can't go one to eight because it'll water down like how valuable um, it'll water down how valuable those 162 games are. Now, granted, you could also say that they shouldn't be playing 162 games and that's fair, but they are. So basically, I explained it probably in a shitty way. Basically, the teams are going to be ranked one to six and the first two teams get a bye, and then three plays six, four plays five. So the Padres, since they really can't catch the Dodgers, they're going to be stuck in that top wildcard seed, which means no matter what, they're going to have to play in a best of three series. And I think that's why a lot of people are shying away from the Padres in terms of a futures bet. But that really doesn't scare me that much. I think their starting rotation is good enough to get them through that series, obviously. Their order is really good. They also picked up Brandon Drury at the deadline. He's legit. I think this Padres team like has a much better than 12 to 1 chance at winning the World Series. That explanation, unfortunately, Tyler, did not get you a Matt Chapman hit. Yeah, I just saw that. I'm disappointed. But it's only the top of the seventh. And the nice thing when he's got at least one more at bat. Well, he should get one more at bat. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today when I was doing a little bit of betting research and whatnot. There is, weirdly enough, a little bit of value in picking players who are on the road when you take their player props. Because, I mean, if the Jays were winning right now and Matt Chapman had just gotten out in the bottom of the seventh, that would be it. He would be done. He probably wouldn't get that bat again in that game unless the Jays went on a crazy rally. But because the Jays are on the road, he's guaranteed, whether they're winning or losing, to get that at bat in the ninth inning. So there's still hope for Chapman. I believe in you, Tyler. I believe Thank in you. You're welcome. Um, anyways, back to baseball for a second. I did some research for this podcast. Stunning. And I was looking up the first five inning stats for the year, courtesy of uh, Odd Shark is the one who uh, pulled all these numbers up. And there's actually only nine teams in the majors who are profitable this year in the first five innings when you bet them just straight up on the money line. It's uh, the Mets, Astros, Dodgers, Diamondbacks somehow, even though they're kind of a junk team. Braves, Padres, Yankees, Twins, and Cardinals as well. Cardinals are barely in the profit. Um, But it's actually a really fun way. I think I talked about this last week to bet on baseball is when you think there's an edge on the starting pitching, you just take the first five innings. Like It's a really standard or really easy way to simplify a matchup. I think that's the way – I think we spoke about this before, but I like doing that too. Just – I feel like it's more – you're more able to rely on the guy who you know is going to play than who's not going to come in and play, right? Yeah, and, and that's the way I look at it. So I went ahead and I dug up a couple of spots that I really, really like coming up over the next like four or five days here for people. Um, the most immediate one is the White Sox. So they're a super weird first five innings team. On the year, if you bet $100 on the White Sox first five innings money line every single game, you would be down $1,000. But if you only bet them on the road in the first five innings, you would actually be up $400. So they're like good on the road, one of the better teams on the road, but at home, they're terrible at winning the first five innings. Well, they're at home, or sorry, they're on the road for the next two games, tonight and tomorrow against the Rangers who are junk in the first five innings and the White Sox are starting Johnny Cueto tonight, 2.86 ERA and Dylan Cease tomorrow. Who's a Cy Young candidate. He's got an ERA of 2.01 absolutely hammer 
the White Sox on the first five innings money line or take them on the first five spread minus a run and a half. Great spot. The numbers support it. I did research. Trust me. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> How are the Blue Jays in the first five? The Jays on the first five innings this season, they were not one of the teams who are up money, and they're actually towards the bottom third of the league. They're down $917, going 43, 39, and 20. So they have 20 pushes uh, on the year, but they are not good in the first five innings. They are, they've always felt like the kind of team that leaves it right to the end. They yeah. like the big grand finale. So mm-hmm. maybe bet them on the back five, even though there's only four. They're a good live betting team. Live bet the comeback. Am I right, Begna? Yeah, that's true. Always. Actually, there was a... Sorry. So I've been watching MLS a little bit more since we spoke last week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is just something that's happened over this little, little stretch here, but those last couple... Like the last 10 minutes of those games are insane. So if you're looking for like a live bet, for example, there was, I'll give two. So Orlando played DC last week and it was one nothing to Orlando until the 91st minute. And then DC scored in the 92nd minute and the 97th minute to win the game. And then last night I turned off a game at the 70th minute. New York was playing Colorado, I think it was. And it was 3-2 New York. And then I watched the Helinka game. And then this morning I looked at the score and Colorado won. Five four. So there was three goals in the last twenty minutes of that game. So I don't even know what the trends are. It's just something I noticed. So if you're if you're betting on MLS, maybe maybe add a couple of shillings to the uh, last ten minutes of a game if it's close. Well, or at the very least, ride it out till the buzzer. Yeah, one of the two. One of the two. Last week, we all placed our first ever MLS bet on uh, TFC to beat New England Revolution, and they tied nil nil. Back. Unlucky. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. That's what I always yep. say. Yep. yep. Uh, but anyways, yeah, too bad that TFC couldn't cover. It was still a great spot. I actually don't regret that bet at all. The fact they were like plus 360 and I mean, they just couldn't score a goal. But if they would have gotten one goal, that bet hit. So I'm uh, I'm not overly upset about that loss either way. I think TFC still a team to keep an eye on.
Liam, you're yeah, our, you, you're a resident MLS correspondent, though. Yes, newly residential MLS guy. If that's what mm-hmm. you said, um, yep. exactly. So I, I think it was that game, but we were talking last week about Toronto signed those two Italian guys, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. there was this video that went around. So Italy didn't make the World Cup this year, which was, they were probably the biggest team to miss. And someone was chirping Insigne from the stands being like, oh, where's your World Cup medal and all this stuff? He just won the Euros last summer and he played in it. He like he had like three goals in the tournament and just a weird chirp, I noticed. But uh, lots of other soccer coming up this week, actually. Yeah. Which will be fun. Explain, please. Yes. So uh, the EPL starts this week. So there's Bundesliga and then the, I think France as well, the three big ones that kick off. And then next week it's the Italian League, Serie A and La Liga. So you can watch these games if you want to pay for a bunch of different streaming services like I do. Anyway, <laughs> so um, one of the bets I like, and let me know if you guys know these teams, Aston Villa versus Bournemouth. Ever heard of them? I've heard of Aston Villa. Yeah, as have I. Oh, okay. So I have Aston Villa, even money to beat Bournemouth. Bournemouth are a newly promoted team. Their team's super weak. Villa should be a lot better this season than they were the year before. So I like them to kind of take that. They're on the road. So I think that's a pretty good one for them. And then I feel like Bournemouth just is going to get a little bit of – that line's not what it should be because Bournemouth is just a newly promoted team. So I think fan support, but fan support Mm. isn't great. Second one I have, I have Leeds to beat Wolves. Now, Leeds have quickly become Team USA because they have a US manager and it was like this whole meme that he saw his name is Jesse Marsh, that he was Ted Lasso. He's real life Ted Lasso? He is. He's actually like a good manager, but in England, people just don't believe that Americans should ever play at a high level, I guess. So they just call him Ted Lasso. Do you so also believe that as an English person? Yeah. Yeah. Is that also... No, I have adapted to the North American culture that I can't, can no longer allow that. But I remember when I lived in England, there was only like two or three American players. Mm. And one time England drew against the U.S. at the World Cup and it was like the world had just ended. It was the disgraceful, disgraceful moment of the game, one of the headlines was. It was not good. That's what caused Brexit, I heard. I believe that was the start of it, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. They broke away from Europe because of their tie against the U.S.A., Mm-hmm. Um, so that one is uh, Leeds plus 125 to win on the money line over Wolverhampton. So I like that one. And then the last one. I like I have, the name. That's fun. Wolverhampton. It's a real place. Really? Yeah. Wolverhampton. Sounds like it's in, in the Middle Earth. It's actually in the Midlands, funnily enough. <laughs> it's right by, right by Birmingham. So that's one I like. And then, of course, the Berlin Derbies this weekend, right? So, uh, yeah, it must them, be. Yeah. It's that, yeah. about that time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I have Union Berlin to beat Hertha Berlin. They're not the odds aren't great, but probably should be a little. Berlin should be Union Berlin should be a little high favorites. It's minus one thirty five. So so it's Berlin versus Berlin. It's kind of like that Spider Man meme. Yes, and they're all just pointing at each other. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one. That's basically what they're going to do all game. I think. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Berlin does it one extra time and they win the game, though. Excellent. Okay. So Liam, I went on my baseball tangent and rattled off all my stats and said, you want to keep an eye on the White Sox playing the Rangers first five innings, money line or spread, depending on how risk you want to get tonight and tomorrow. 
in simple terms, give me your handful of plays for this weekend. Um, all three of those I like. This It's kind of a weird start to the season because a lot of the good teams are playing the really poor teams, so the odds okay. just aren't in favor of anybody, particular in the EPL. Okay. Uh, it's kind of the same in Bundesliga. Like it's so it's so difficult sometimes at the start of the season to really pick who's gonna kind of progress. Like you obviously know who the top teams are, but the middle of the pack, there's just so much turnover sometimes on teams and like new managers and just how's it gonna fit? And it kind of takes like five games to get a really good idea of who's gonna do well. So those would be the three I'll go with today. And then I would even just like, there's a game on. So it starts Friday with Crystal Palace and Arsenal. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would, I actually don't mind Crystal Palace to win that game. I think they'll probably be a top 10 team this season. They got a lot of good players and they're at home. They're kind of, I guess to put it into like a hockey terms, they're a bit like an Ottawa Senators kind of team. Like a lot of young players and you don't really know how well they're going to do. They could be terrible or they could be really good. Like it's just going to kind of based off confidence, I think is how they'll mm-hmm. perform. Who do you like? Uh, like I see here, Manchester city is the favorite to win uh, this year at minus minus one twenty five for the premier league. Um, Liverpool's up next plus two twenty five. Tottenham at 12 to one. It really does feel like this is a two horse race. Is that how you see it too? Yeah. So last season, City won the league with 93 points and Liverpool finished second with 92. Like it came down to the last mm. game of the season. And then I think the third place had like 75. So there's a mm. big gap between the top two teams and everybody else. Um, the big difference though is City got a guy called Erling Haaland who his, his career goal is to score more goals than games played. That's what he's always said. And I'm pretty sure he's only like 10 goals off it and City got him this summer. So I really think that's just going to elevate them to be just a win again. They got better. Uh, Their depth isn't as good as it has been, but the starting 11 is probably better better than it has been in the last couple of years. And they've won with that same 11. So, and Liverpool lost. Sadio Mane went to Bayern Munich. who had like 20 goals last season or something like that. So they signed a gentleman called Darwin Nunes for 85 million. So the... He's a little unproven. He came from Benfica and Portugal. So I think there'll be question marks. And Liverpool don't have very good depth in the midfield. So it feels like they're just one injury away. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Liverpool just might not even finish in the top four, which feels ludicrous. So wow. I would put my money on City again, like minus 125. It's not plus money, but it's it's pretty good money for what's almost a lock, I think. All right. Good stuff. EPL starts this weekend. Um, Stay tuned. Can you just, again, I, I I just want in the basic terms, I'm looking at the bet sheet right now. Give me who I'm betting on this weekend, please. Okay. Aston Villa to beat Wolves. Okay. Um, what was the other one I had? And lead, oh, sorry, Aston Villa to beat Bournemouth yeah. and Leeds to beat Wolves. And then okay. if you want to venture off a little deeper into Europe, Union Berlin to beat Hertha Berlin. Okay. All right. Aston Villa plus 100 to beat Bournemouth. And leads to beat Wolverhampton at plus one twenty five. I'm in. I'm with you, buddy. Oh. I like Wolverhampton just because of the name. Yeah, and they wear orange. So if you can't get into a new team just because you like the name, then what are we even doing here? That's a great point. And if they were the, the only color orange, I like right? the Oilers. Exactly. Ah. And the logo sharp. Uh, and Wolverhampton or the Oilers. 
I don't know. I'm gonna look at Wolverhampton's logo right now. Wolverhampton. It actually is pretty good. It's um, what's the six-sided shape? Is that an octagon? Or is that a? Uh, that would be a hexagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hexagon, and then it's got this wolf, and it's like a a really shaped wolf, and very but he's modern. Scary. Yeah, yeah, it's good. He's one. an I ominous don't... wolf. I never believed they were real because they just came up and they go by wolves. So when they got promoted in like 2005 or something like that, I didn't, I thought they were a made up team because I couldn't believe someone was called wolves. <laughs> well, it, it's especially weird because they're actually called the wanderers. Are they not? Yes. The Wolverhampton, the Wolverhampton wanderers, wanderers it, really? but they're called the wolves. This is very, very confusing. To me. <laughs> Good logo though. Strong logo. Interesting. Very interesting. We're stuff. learning Tyler. We are. Um, I found well, so I was clicking around Odd Shark today because they're they're a nice little resource to look at like MLB betting trends and whatnot. Um, and they pulled up. This is just such a hilarious way to potentially bet on baseball. Which MLB umps are the best? <laughs> so digging into not just who's starting pitching and who the starting lineups are, but actually who's umpiring the ball games. So. The most profitable umpiring situation this season against the spread has been when an umpire by the name of Adam Beck umpires Braves games. And the Braves are seven and three (laughs) on the run line when Adam Beck umpires their games. I have no idea if there's any sort of correlation here. They could have played junk teams for seven of those games. But you better damn well believe when Adam Beck is umpiring the Braves next time, I am all over that. Same thing when Edwin Moscoso, when he umpires, if you were to put $100 on the over every time he umpires Diamondbacks games, you would be up $650 on the season. How about Angel Hernandez? I imagine he is a highly ranked official. That everybody I was just enjoys. thinking him too. <laughs> Angel Hernandez um, actually... He has the lowest rated umpire score on the season. So he is technically the worst umpire in the majors. But the, the tough part about that is you never know with him because he's not on any of the top leaderboards or whatever. You never know which way he's going to be terrible, right? Like, it's not like he's consistently <laughs> squeezing pitchers or it's not like he's a guy who like always calls the outside pitch for strike three. So you can bet like strikeout totals and shit like that. He's just flat out terrible at his job all the time. So there's that. <laughs> what about uh what's the other one jerry is it jerry west oh west like uh one. he retired oh right oh yeah because he was did the all-star game last year yeah why what's his name jerry west something west Jer- you're thinking jerry west is the nba name yeah the nba logo it was something yeah he joe jerry west, west is joe west joe west there you go um one of the more and it's weird to say this because i honestly think baseball is one of the only sports where there's a couple of umpires and granted West is retired now, but him and Hernandez are weirdly two of the more recognizable names slash faces in the sports. Like casual fans know about Angel Hernandez. It's not good. I'm a casual fan. This is my first year as like getting into baseball and like watching it as much as I have been. And even I know Angel Hernandez. Yeah. There's um, so there's also the, I think his name's Scott Foster in the NBA. You Mm. guys heard of him? Yeah. So, so he's, so so bad like there's so many crazy stats against him like the boston celtics have never lost a game when he's co he's ref the game in the playoffs chris paul's never won a game when when scott's foster's ref and there was also this massive thing a long time ago not that long ago maybe about 20 years ago maybe not that long um 
where he was involved in like a gambling scandal in the NBA. And now there's these crazy stats where it's, oh, these teams doesn't win. Like this guy never wins. And it's probably not a good thing that sports most recognized. Some of the most recognizable people are referees. Like in hockey, Wes McCauley, I would say is a bit different because he's funny, right? Like he tries to make it. Yeah, these guys are just calls. bad at their jobs. Yeah, you're uh, right. What's Wes the McCauley. guy? Uh, that, what's the guy that Rick always yells about on Weather's Nation Radio? Tyler uh, Graham Skilleter. Skilleter. Graham Skilleter. Hate Graham Skilleter. There are some things like that in hockey, though, where you'll see, and we saw it in the playoffs too. Surveyor Brett was always all over tweeting these out before playoff games, where like here's the here's the refing matchup for the game, and like this is the Oilers' record or this is the team's record in games when it's this crew. And I don't know, maybe in hockey, like there would be a little bit of like reading into who the refereeing situation is, right? Like if you have a couple of refs who call more penalties in the first period than other refs, right? Then maybe that's a spot where like you take over one and a half in the first period. You're like, Hey, there could be like three power plays here. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I can see that a little bit. Uh, The baseball one, I think is a bit of a stretch, although it was funny to bring up NBA is interesting as well. Like you mentioned Scott Foster, Liam, but outside of that, like, I, I don't know, like foul calls maybe could affect like the over-under there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the over-under or even like um, players getting fouled out of the games and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good point. NBA or uh, NFL, I'm, I'm not totally sure about, but um, which, I'm sure Which is funny be because you probably see those ones the most on TV, right? Because they're always mm-hmm. making like the penalty calls. Like, I don't really, I know what they all look like when they come on. I think, oh, this guy, like I couldn't name you one of them though. No, no, I'm not like, like I watch a lot of NFL, but yeah, I don't pay enough attention to like the refs names. Um, ooh, the Jays got a runner on in the eighth year. They're down by one though to the Rays. They're going to need a little late rally here. Yeah, a little but, late rally. If you're going to live bet the comeback, you, uh, you know, you need a little luck in there too. You definitely need a little luck. What do our friends at points bet say? Let's check in on the live odds here. This is going to be totally stale by the time anyone listens oh, 100%. to this podcast. It is uh, top of the eighth, two outs. We got uh, the big man, Alejandro Kirk up to bet. And the Jays are plus 375 to win this ball game. Uh, anyways, I guess we could, since we're at the 30-minute mark, get towards building our sandwich. Um, mm. I didn't say this one earlier on, and it's not going to be for the sandwich, obviously. But just on the topic of first fives, if you're looking this weekend to have a little bit of fun betting on baseball. Keep- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Keep an eye on the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Their first five profits, they're one of the best in the league, and they're playing the Colorado Rockies, who are an absolute dumpster fire. This team is awful. So Saturday, or sorry, Friday, they're sending Madison Bumgarner to the hill. He's got a 3.83 ERA, 
on the season here. And his, his last few starts haven't been great. His last three starts as a whole, but he's been pitching fairly deep into ball games. He's been clearing five innings. The Diamondbacks are hitting okay. So I really like that as a spot. And then Saturday, the Diamondbacks are going with Merrill Kelly on the hill as well. He's 10 and five with a 2.87 ERA. He's very good. So the Diamondbacks are another team to watch on the first five innings. So now that I've got that off my chest, uh, we can get towards building our sandwich here uh, for the episode. Liam, what do you got? I'll go with my Union Berlin pick just to go off the board a bit. That's not until Saturday, so it's a long extended sandwich. Union Berlin. You're taking them to win on the three-way? Yeah, they're yeah. minus 135. All right. Uh, so we I'm got just going to do... Uh, I'll, I'll do a more of a casual leg of the the sandwich today. I'm just going to take the Dodgers on the money line tonight against the Giants. Mm, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. The Dodgers are going for, I think, their seventh win in a row tonight, minus 172 on the money line. And because I have uh, hyped this up a few times here, I am going to take on the first five inning line today, the Chicago White Sox and taking them to win in uh, the first half of this game on the spread at plus 105. So that is what we got for our BLT sandwich today, we are going with, well, we could be sweaty on Saturday if uh, Union Berlin uh, is our last leg, but the Dodgers tonight, and then you got uh, the White Sox to win the first five innings combined with the Dodgers on the money line. So we're all set up for our parlay, boys. I like it. Shout out to Points Bet Canada. Always. Always. It was a pleasure talking betting with you guys again. We'll chat again next week, or maybe we'll do a special uh, bag milk. Maybe you and I will do like a Toronto episode of the pod. You know, we're going to be doing some betting while we're down there. Oh, yes, we are. We know we're going to be betting. You know, we'd be betting. Liam, enjoy. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Cha-ching.